0: Hey y'all, this is Mel Offlerbach and you're listening to Green Juice and Tequila. Green Juice and Tequila represents the earthy, organic, natural vibes colliding with raw, imperfect, and unfiltered stories. Some of us can have it all together, y'all. Eating the latest, health nut craze, drink our green juice, meditate every morning, but we also have a side that's vulnerable, real, and sometimes stressed. Life throws you curveballs, y'all, and that's okay. You can be both, green juice and tequila. All right, y'all, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Green Juice and Tequila. I am really, really pumped and excited to have this is literally one of my most favorite people, one of my greatest friends. I can't wait to tell our story how we met too. No, I know. <laughs> I have the wonderful, beautiful McCall on this episode. This This is evening time for us here. And that means the tequila and the wine have totally been rolling out. Usually my morning podcasts, we do
1: green we do juice.
0: Green juice. Oh. Although a couple green juice folks have splashed in a little dirty tequila into that. I like it. I know. It makes people feel a little loose and more vulnerable, I guess. <laughs> um, but y'all, I'm super excited to have McCall on here. She is one of the most influential women, I feel like, in Austin, actually and nationwide just when it comes to thyroid support and help, women health, um, autoimmune diseases, adrenal fatigue, which of course we're totally going to tap into all of that. This evening, but um, I want to just kind of start out for our viewers who may have never heard of you, McCall, and do a little just quick introduction, who you are, what you do, what your companies are, and kind of start from there. Yes. So my name is McCall McPherson.
1: I am the founder of a functional medicine practice here in Austin, Texas that specializes in complex thyroid disorders named Modern Thyroid Clinic. I also am the owner and chief hope giver of a thyroid advocacy platform called Thyroid Nation. Um, I'm a single mama of two girls who are five and four, one of who is special needs. Um,
0: And yeah, I think that... So basically, you're a badass. (laughs) You're a badass Uh, healer mama. And you are like, "I mean, y'all, she has been changing women's lives. I feel like that's that was your gift. that was what that was your calling, what you were supposed to be doing, and everyone that comes through working with McCall have most beautiful success stories of feeling better and feeling more grounded and feeling healthy um so miss friend, why don't we just go right into?" what led you into this industry? Like, what is your story? Like, what, what inspired you to be very specific in working with people who struggle with thyroid or thyroid dysfunction? Yeah. So when I was 27, I had
1: finished graduate school and was starting my what I thought was my dream job. And I was literally going to bed at 3.30 in the afternoon every day. And I had been diagnosed with a thyroid disorder. I was on Synthroid for many years and had all the symptoms of hypothyroidism and kept going to my doctor. Um, At the time, I was already practicing medicine and I was telling him, hey, I have all these symptoms of hypothyroidism, fatigue and brain fog and weight gain and depression and, you know, couldn't function. Literally, I could not function. I would go to work every day. I would come home and I would lay in bed starting at 3.30 in the afternoon, trying to rest enough to go to work the next day and like recover and prepare to go to work. And weekends were the same. Like I would never really leave my house. I wouldn't really get out of my pajamas. Um, And I was like 27, you know? No. And for months and months, I would beg my doctor for help. And he he kept just telling me my labs were normal And he was basing that all on, you know, one particular hormone called your TSH. And eventually I had studied enough. I had learned enough that there were more thyroid hormones that you could look into, that there were other medication options. And I had asked for some of that information and asked him to run more labs, to look deeper, to try other things. And after he refused, I got on the wait list for the only integrative medicine doctors or one of the only ones at that time in Austin. And I waited, you know, three months to see him, which was par for the course at that time. And, Saw that doctor, and within a couple months, I got my life back. And so, pretty quickly, in my practice of medicine, I had a paradigm shift, right? Yeah. Um, I started looking at medicine in a very different way than I'd expected to, and started looking at my patients in a different way than I'd expected to. Um, and so, really, kind of over time, my patients sort of solidified my niche in, in thyroid. And now that's what I do every day. Now I get to give my patients back their lives every day. So, it's really, really cool.
0: I. It's honestly, I get like goosebumps when you talk about that. Cause I, I've been on the other side where y'all, when you come to a place where you just don't understand why your body's behaving the way that you're doing the way that it is. And you can't answer some of the questions that are being presented. You don't understand why you're frustrated. So to have someone there to help give you answers when you've been hearing, no, you're fine or you're okay. That is just like such a huge shift and rewarding experience, I think, for people. So yeah, I can't. One
1: of the most profound things that I found in my practice is by the time women come to me on the day that I review their labs, almost at least 95% of them look at me and they say verbatim, one of two things. So you're telling me I'm not crazy Hmm. or you're telling me it's not all in my head because they have been told for so long that it's in their head, that this, that nothing is happening, that they're fine. And really it's in black and white for me that it's biochemical. It's not in their head, that this is physiological. What they're experiencing is explainable. It's fixable. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's been, they've been
0: written off so many times. What I think makes you so credible in everything that you're saying is one, you've experienced this yourself. You've essentially had to figure out how to heal your body and what direction you needed to go into. And then once you started feeling these immense amount of changes and you felt normal again, you dedicated your life study to this very specific little niche of how to heal your body and how to heal your thyroid. And I think like, I always tell this with even yoga students and yoga teachers, to be a good teacher you have to practice what you teach. I teach from my own experience. If I have a hip issue and I've healed my hip using certain yoga postures or time or whatever, then I'm able to teach to that because of my own personal experiences. And then that as your client or your student or your patient then has this complete trust and connective Mm -hmm. space with you. And I think that's what makes not the only reason, but I think that's what makes you, your practice so successful is like hearing your story and for women to, or even men to be able to be like, yeah, that's exactly how I feel. And this person can tell you symptoms. You're like, oh my God, how did you know that? Oh my goodness. that this is exactly how I feel. Cause you were able to heal your own body. So I think that just makes you just so credible And it empowers people, again, like what you said, I'm not crazy. This person understands me. This person has a very detailed... I'm a very detail-oriented person, so Mm -hmm. I I vibe well with (laughs) other people who are like, okay... We're not going to just band-aid this up. We're no, going to break it down. We're not going
1: to wing it no. and guess what medication you should be on and what dose. No. no. That's not how this
0: goes. Like I love listening to all of your like Facebook lives mm-hmm. and even your podcasts when it comes to like truly breaking it down to this like science of okay, when your T3 is here, when your T4 is here, you've got to balance it out this way and you're going to take mm-hmm. this dose at this time. Like I'm like, "Holy shit, that takes a lot of time and effort." Right. for someone to dedicate their time to like making this equation work for everybody's bodies right.
1: and it freaking works it freaking works you know and that's the thing is like it works and because I've experienced it I'm invested in finding a method that works for these people yes you know because I know how much hypothyroidism sucks and it's for one it's underestimated in medicine people think because it's so common it's not a big deal it's debilitating Oh, completely debilitating. And two, it's oversimplified. People think, oh, you just put people on the lowest dose of levothyroxine and you just increase them up until their labs are normal. No, that's actually not how it works at all. Yeah. And it's a heck of a lot more complicated and people, a lot of people don't get their lives back that way. And so, you know, if I found a system that works for people,
0: I'm like totally invested in it. (laughs) Do you feel like you have like a community of other integrative physicians or doctors that are on the same page with you that you feel like you can kind of create your own tribe and support system? So I, a lot of what I'm doing, other people
1: aren't doing, Mm -hmm. but I am now creating a clinician course to train other people to do what I do so that we can reach more people. So unfortunately, a lot of people are still guessing and oversimplifying thyroid treatment, which is why a lot of people fly in to Modern Thyroid Clinic. It's why, you know, I'm fairly sought after still, but I'm hoping that that won't be the case. I'm hoping that what I do will be more
0: easily accessible So That soon. was my next question. So if there are listeners, even on this podcast, who are in the medical industry, mm-hmm. nurse practitioners or, you know, physician assistants or doctors, like what, how, where are the sources that they can rely on or go to to be able to understand this a little bit more. Mm Because I feel like your equation, and I keep calling it equation, you can correct me on this, but I feel like your method- is so unique and so different. Like how can other people learn from that? Yeah.
1: So they can email me and I'll, I'll send them, I'm hoping to launch my course in January. So of 2020, so they can email me at McCall, M-C-C-A-L-L at thyroidnation.com. And I'll send them my clinician training course information, um, that will launch really soon. So, and, and what's cool is not only will I have the training for them, but I'll connect them to a hundred thousand people that are waiting for their services,
0: yes, in thyroid
1: nation. Because I, so. f-
0: do you feel like that? Because this is such a very particular niche of what you're trying to do and accomplish here, that you have an ab- ab- abundance of clientele coming in through your doors. That yes, can you like handle this? Is it something that like you're on like these huge wait lists? Like oh yeah. So
1: it's hard, you know, I'm hiring more clinicians at Modern Thyroid Clinic to handle the waitlist situation. Mm -hmm. What's more difficult and what's more sad is people who are out of the country and out of the state who can't afford to fly in, um, or for people who, practitioners who would accept insurance and patients who would see people with insurance, um, there needs to be better access because levothyroxine is the number one prescribed medication in America, Mm -hmm. and it doesn't work for a large portion of people who are taking it. And so if it's the number one prescribed medication in America, there has to be more people than me that yeah. know how to fix that problem.
0: How so how are you handling that over like I like I noticed that you were doing like shorter appointment times for yeah. people like you're and I don't know if people know this but even if you're not in Austin you can absolutely come see me, come
1: see you. Yeah. So I have a lot of patients that fly in only for their first appointment and then we do the rest of their care virtually. So I have patients as far as India, New Zealand, England, South America, um, and then obviously all over the United States. So they just fly in for one appointment Mm -hmm. and then I see them virtually. Um, I have other clinicians in my practice now. I have three clinicians now, um, so we have that sort of resource. And then obviously as we expand into training other clinicians that will help. And when we kind of certify them in modern thyroid method, um, but yeah, no, it's, it's a hard thing finding a way to help enough people. I've
0: tried to expand into
1: group visits, yeah. but it seems like people aren't ready for that.
0: You know, I find that some of the frustrations I've had in the past before I discovered you is like when you go to an MD, and I'm not discrediting any MDs out there, but like their response to it is something like what you had mentioned before. Your thyroid is normal. Your blood work is normal. So I'm not quite sure, like how are you to, as the patient, to connect with your MD if you don't have access to you? Like Mm -hmm. let's say you're like in Hudson, Ohio somewhere. Mm -hmm. And you know that, like, based on the symptoms you described at the beginning of this podcast, the fatigue, the brain fog, the weight gain, um, going to sleep at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, how are those people able to access help or information with their MD? Like, what is that kind of conversation? Great question first step is what I say is you can download my
1: thyroid lab guide to figure out actually what labs you need. So you can go to your doctor, you can ask what labs you, you can ask for the labs that you need. And you would go to thyroidnation.com forward slash gift. So you can download all the labs you need and you can actually see what my ranges are. So you can ask your doctor, Hey, will you run these labs for me? When you get the labs back, you can see if are they actually in range? Because what the lab says is normal is not normal. And every lab's definition of normal is different. There is no standardized range. So you have to look at my range, which you'll get in the lab guide at thyroidnation.com forward slash gift, which you can put in your show notes. Yep. Um, second, you can listen to you know podcasts that talk about in-depth biochemistry that we don't want to get into and need to get into today. About me, you can Google my name and podcast um and if your doctor won't order labs if he or she is like no i don't believe quote in t3 or reverse t3 you can get direct to consumer labs from any lab test now or even at thyroidnation.com we have a way to order labs directly from a third party company so there are ways around that where you can have access to your own health information so you can be your own health advocate so you don't have to depend on your doctor if he or she is a stopgap in your health information.
0: Awesome. So, you've talked, to, you've mentioned Thyroid Nation, you've mentioned Modern Thyroid Clinic. Mm-hmm. So, just to kind of uh, let the viewers know the different places that they can find you in and what those particular yeah. Names, what the meaning is behind all of that. Yeah. So you've got your practice and your podcast and thyroid nation. Like, let's chit chat about those
1: three things. Yes. So, Modern Thyroid Clinic is my brick and mortar practice. It's where I go to work every day and I see patients, you know, like a, a normal nine to five job, right? Uh, thyroid Nation is a thyroid advocacy platform where I reach other people than my patients. Okay. So, it's where I can have a podcast. It's where I can. Um, post online. It's where I can have a website. So we have a hundred thousand Facebook followers and a lot of Instagram followers. So we reach a larger audience. We, we get to reach more people and help more people than just my patients. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of, a, it's a little bit different, you know?
0: Well, and I feel like you're, you're touching, you're, touching all demographics you're touching people who are like those social media whiz, you have the podcast mm-hmm. like you can google your name up and there's going to be different options and different pathways that you can go down so let's get into a little bit about the typical woman. I really wanted to talk about you guys on this podcast was like the burnout woman. The woman- right, she doesn't even want to talk about thyroid. I know, no. I, I want to talk about thyroid. I was like, I want to get to like the nitty gritty stuff of like the burnout woman. Like we mm-hmm. live in a society these days where women are like, you need to be masculine. You need to be strong. You need to be fiery, even though you're freaking balancing 20 different things at once. Like you need to still keep pushing through and being successful. There's like this whole boss babe movement. And so a lot of these entrepreneur women, I'm like, damn, I'm tired. Sure as hell. You got to be tired too. So like when we're talking about the burnt out woman, yeah, I like the adrenal fatigue pops up or like the brain fog, these little yeah. symptoms that kind of come a, come in tune with the path of being the burnt out woman. Yeah. So like what do you give for those types of women? Like their homework or you know, what do you find that's most common across the board with women who tend to be The go, 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 burn their candle from both ends. Like, how do you help those people? Yeah.
1: So, you know, one is first step is diet, right? So, low inflammation and enough micronutrients. And so, the first thing that I do for those women who are busy and don't have a lot of capacity and, um, can't take on a lot on their plate, and I have a lot of those women, and I, I am one of those women. Oh, me too, sister. Right? So I'm like
0: I'm like listening like crazy right now. I well, can't wait
1: to hear. Yeah. Sadly <laughs> for you, <laughs> what I tell them to do, honestly, and and this is the God's honest truth, and a lot of my patients would would back me up on this, is I tell them to to drink green juice. <laughs> oh, so it sounds yeah. so, and I swear. To God yes. that my patients would literally, so many of them would be like, "Yeah, no, my calls telling the truth." So, like, if you, when it comes to your overall health and what you can fit in, in the easiest capacity, in the smallest possible package with the biggest bang for your buck, yes, it is legitimately green juice, green juice, y'all, and not smoothies. No. Smoothies are not the same thing. No, you cannot fit five pounds of vegetables into a smoothie cup. You can fit a quarter of a pound of vegetables into a smoothie cup, but you can fit a week's worth of veggies into a green juice cup. Yeah. Right. And so if you are burned out and you are fried and you are not eating well, and you can't pour into your health, the quickest way that you can get a week's worth of vegetables into your life is through green juice. Yes. And so that is legitimately where I start with people. Good. I'm like, you go three days a week in Austin. I send people to Juiceland or Daily Juice and yeah. you get yourself a green juice.
0: Yes. And I tell
1: them, you know, the specific ones that I want them to get. Perfect. Um, because that, micronutrients are everything, mm-hmm. right? I mean,
0: micronutrients well, those are and protein. And
1: nutrients. Right.
0: And I think people, and we, we could probably have an entire two hour topic on just green juice in itself,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but people don't realize though, when you start to strip all of like the fiber from the fruits and vegetables and you're obtaining the living nutrients mm-hmm. in that. Without work without work, your digestive system has to do no work at all. Your mouth actually absorbs within seconds the nutrients before it even hits the gut. So you're already you're getting like double dose of green juice. You're alkalining your system. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times too with like that burnt out woman, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, but it's like they're probably really acidic. They're the Mm -hmm. those those women that are Running out the door, mm-hmm. they don't have time to nutri- for nutrients, so they're mm-hmm. going to probably grab some sort of packaged something, right. which by the way is dead nutrients because it's in a package, and inflammatory completely. Something acidic. Co- they're going to grab their coffee. They're going to grab their bar, their granola bar, or whatever, and hit the road. And then they don't they don't eat mm-hmm. until probably what, like two o'clock in the afternoon, because they're so busy and they're mm-hmm. probably drinking coffee all day mm-hmm. because that they think that gives them energy. Which is the complete opposite, no? And then at dinner, they're so friggin' hungry, they eat so much food, they're probably eating till like 8 o'clock at night. So then by the time they go to bed... Oh my gosh, I know. Right? Then you go to bed with a full belly full of food. Right. And And then your brain can't repair. Yeah, because your body's hustling like crazy to digest all that stuff. Right. And then you
1: crave, crave, crave because you have no nutrients. And so much of that can be solved if you start literally by giving your body nutrients. Yeah.
0: But but I feel like people probably need the little, the baby steps. Like the little like, okay. You can have lemon in your green juice. That's your baby step. There you go. Drink green juice. Add lemon. Let's start and add a little lemon. Start there. You can do
1: that. You'll adapt. Uh, it's yes. easy. And then take out the lemon if you want, but you can leave the lemon if you don't want. Yes. But it'll taste weird the first time if you never had it, but you'll adapt and it's lovely. Oh my gosh.
0: It's a game changer. Right. So you tell them about diet. What's their next little step of the burnt out woman? Yeah. So really that the next step truly for me
1: is the next step in my practice is I feel like my job is giving them the platform to then do more. And so for me, that is giving them awesome supplements, yes. right? So if I give them awesome supplements that work, they can do more for their health. And so for me, that is ashwagandha at nighttime, and I'm not specific about the brand. So I usually use Pure Encapsulations or Gaia, and you can literally I order that love on Amazon. Both
0: of those, right? Awesome.
1: And then you know um, very well I use uh, Orthomolecular's Adrenal mm-hmm. and locally you can pick that up at the hill country apothecary or people's literally y'all, all that is a game changer it's life-changing life-changing for literally patients every day in my clinic they tell me it's equally as life-changing as anything prescription that i do in my office um life-changing. And what time of day do you typically have them take that adrenal mm-hmm. supplement? So I have them take Adrenol. This is not medical advice, but I have my patients take Adrenol with breakfast and with lunch. Okay. And I have them start with one with breakfast and with lunch. And every few days I'll have them increase by one up to a total of three in the morning and three with lunch only up to the point that they feel energized and not overstimulated. Okay. If they feel overstimulated, I have them reduced by one, right? Awesome. Um, but adrenol is life-changing. It will give you energy. It will give you clarity. And it will, mm. if you need it, change your entire day. Um, it works for three to five hours. So if you stay up late, you can take it later in the day. Um, and then that will then give them the ability to do more with their lifestyle. They yes. can even make more changes with their diet. They can take more time to prepare a lunch or prepare a healthier dinner, Mm -hmm. to go for a walk after work, to play with their kids after work. Yes, just to like do that because the struggle is real even to like engage with our children after work when we're so burned out. But adrenal legitimately is enough to even be able to turn people's life around to do that. Love it. Yeah.
0: Okay, friend. Yeah, we're gonna take a little shift here. Okay. Oh goodness. I know. Here we go. Here we go. Here we're get, we go. We're getting, we're getting just a little, a little tequila. Mm-hmm. So, I like to play a little game with all my clients. All right. With all of my guests, called twenty questions. Okay. Just so we can get to know you. Because, mm-hmm. like, we all know you're amazing at helping people heal their thyroid, and people probably see you as just like this. Beautiful, lit up, amazing healer doctor, but I want to hear like the real McCall. Okay, so patients who are listening, (laughs) if
1: you'd like to tune out now, feel free if you don't want to know the tequila part
0: of McCall. The tequila part of McCall. Okay, friend. Yep. If I were to ask you to open up a drawer on your bedside table, Mm -hmm. what would I find? lots of chapstick for one,
1: um, lots of sleeping supplements, because for the last two years, I've had a lot of trouble sleeping. Um, you would also find the four agreements. You would also find what else is in there. This is very green juice. I know. I'm trying to think if there's anything more tequila. Hmm, is my bed Is my bedside nightstand this lame?
0: Oh man, it's I not really super need to lame. up my game. I know you need to have like something fun surely in there. Surely, there is
1: something in there. Oh,
0: surely. Come, let me keep. We'll thinking. keep going. We'll keep yeah, going. Circle back, and I'll okay, keep thinking. friend. If you were to go to lunch, uh huh, with one of these people, okay, and you had to choose, okay, who would it be? Okay, Bill Murray hmm Jimmy Fallon.
1: Oh, I think it would probably be Bill Murray. God, I
0: love Bill Murray. He's pretty much the best. He's pretty just an oddball little right. hilarious man. What, what was, was his, his favorite? Maybe What About Bob? Oh, God, What About Bob. So good. So good. I was about to ask you, what is your what favorite about Bob?
1: <laughs> but also Groundhog Day.
0: Groundhog Day is good,
1: <laughs> Also Groundhog Day.
0: <laughs> that is so funny. Oh, good, Bill Murray. I hope one day that he listens to this because I... This is the one question I keep on the rotation for every 20 questions I ask is who you're going to eat lunch with.
1: But what was his like movie about the drink? What was the drink? It wasn't tequila.
0: No, it was not tequila.
1: Ah, you better change your...
0: Gosh. Change your deal here. I know. I'm going to change it up. Forget what it was. It was some random thing. God, he's so funny. He's so good. Ghostbusters was good too.
1: Ghostbusters was good.
0: Yeah. 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 So since we're talking about shows, what's uh-huh. your favorite um, TV series right now? Right now, it is Living with Myself. Ooh, have you seen this? No, with Paul I haven't. Rudd.
1: Okay, it's. Oh no, I have. it's um, so good. It ended way too quickly. Oh, I know. If you haven't seen it, it's on. I won't it's on Netflix. Spoil it? it for you. Yes, it's
0: on Netflix. It's On Netflix.
1: And it's about Dad, Paul Red so cloning f- yourself. As soon as I saw it, it had him in it, I was like, yes, whatever it is, just yes. It is
0: so. Freaking so hilarious, good. y'all!
1: Anything with Paul Rudd. Is Anything with hilarious. Paul Rudd. He did so good playing two humans <laughs> at once.
0: Yeah, you guys have to watch this on just Netflix. Just watch it. He was just on a podcast with Cohen. Oh, really? Freaking hilarious! Like my you whole should try family. And nail him down on this one. Oh my gosh! One day. Let's right? hope so. You guys, click su- subscribe, share. Subscribe, Get, share. Paul Rudd, subscribe, share. tag him. Paul Rudd on Instagram, please. <laughs> God, he was so funny on this this (laughs) podcast. My whole family listened to it, even the girls. We were all giggling about it. I love it. it. He's awesome. Um, What is your favorite Chick Flick movie? Oh. Like Chick Flick movie? Like I'm going to eat a thing of ice cream and drink wine in bed with.
1: Oh. Hold, hold, hold.
0: Oh, Bad Moms. Oh, Bad Moms is freaking awesome. Bad Moms. God, don't you just feel so much better? You're like, there's other people out there there's like me. people just like me. They like to drink too and dance right. on top of bars. Right. That's never and happened. they just don't have it together. I know. They don't have it I together. I love like the whole like PTA, like uh, freak out moment. Like you're getting up and you're like, truth let bomb Let me right tell there. you, I
1: have seven apps on my phone right now for my kindergartner.
0: I know. <laughs> what? <laughs> I know. Is that? And all the emails, because you got emails from the teacher, from like the lunch lady. Oh, the lunch lady.
1: Lady. Oh, yeah. Lady. Yeah, yeah. Seven
0: apps. (laughs) Seven. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Mama, to help you through these seven apps. Are you a rose or a red wine girl? Oh, girl, I'm both. Both and. I'm a rosé in the summer and a red in the winter. Tell me what kind of red wine's your jam with. Speaking of red wine, we might have to... Refill? I, do you need a refill? Yeah. Okay. McCall, every time I have wine with her, it's typically... Ooh. Uh-oh. Snap. It's oh, going to be mad. I know. It's okay. It's going to be vulnerable. We can't edit that one out. mean, I... you can hear
1: the wine pouring.
0: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you can hear a wine pouring so I'm a wine snob yes that's I, my tequila I know tell me because anytime I go to like Whole Foods you guys I know I'm always texting and she always has an Italian red wine I know so I'm like tell me what red wine I should get yeah and McCall tells me she has introduced me to some really amazing biodynamic organic right. wine as well right so what's your go-to red wine So
1: I have two now. I am am super sensitive to wines. Like I react to them negatively, where I can drink a half a glass and I feel hungover as I'm taking like sip three. Yes. So slowly I've expanded my palate based on like things that don't make me feel terrible. Um, So I'm safe with wines from the Piedmont region, which my go tos are Barbera and Barolo. Which Barolo is the king of Italian wines. I know this because I lived in Italy and I'm an Mm. Italian wine snob. Mm. And um, I am fluent in Italian. Random fact. About McCall, number one. Oh my gosh, I love you, that. Random did you know guy. that? I totally knew that. Oh, you did. But they didn't. But I was actually <laughs> surprised. Didn't. Okay, you, were, you looked surprised. Genuinely, I was like, "Wow, Mel, You're a really good. Actress. How cool?" Yeah. <laughs> um, I shared something new with you today, and then my new favorite is I went to like a, a region in southern Italy in September called Puglia, which I've been to many times, but I went to different areas and tried new wines, and I have a new kind of red wine from there called Negro Amaro. Ooh, yeah, and it is so yummy. Mm. And that one I get not from Whole Foods. You can't really find a good one there. You have to go to like Specs or um,
0: Twin Liquors. Yep. Yep. Love it. Boom. Okay, friend. If you were to open a bakery, Mm. what would you name it? I'm giving you two seconds to answer this.
1: Pastichotto. (laughs) <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> oh. Is that Italian? Yeah, that was <laughs> like a funny joke. Um, pasticciotto is a type of Italian like dessert that is a specialty in Puglia that we were just in. Um, and it is, looks so yummy, but they don't have any gluten-free, but I always want to try one, so I would make those gluten-free.
0: So you'd Boom. have a gluten-free pasticciotto. Pasticciotto brava. Brava. Mm-hmm. I, would, I said brava yeah, because you did, did a good job. You did good. Thank you. I have a little Italiana <laughs> yes, on me. Yeah. Italiana? Is it like Italiana? 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 Mm-hmm. Yes, very good. <laughs> um, okay, friend. Are you an
1: early riser or a night owl? So an early riser. Don't you know this about me? Oh, I do. But You're like, do you want to go to dinner at 7.30? I'm like, girl, I go to bed at eight. I know. I I turn into a pumpkin at 9. Yes, yeah. I'm in bed at 9. I know, me too. Yeah. It's
0: a good thing, though. It's lovely. I love then you it. You wake up. Are so? Are you a coffee drinker? Oh, yeah, heck yes, I or am. Or black tea? They're all coffee, all the I'm way. A, I'm a total coffee. You know what I've been trying all lately? I've said this in another podcast. It's a very clean coffee because coffee beans get mold Boldy. really easily. Right. What is it? Kion? or bulletproof?
1: Oh, you're doing bulletproof.
0: Yeah. I love them. Do you? I can have like two cups of coffee and I do not get jittery. Really? I don't feel yucky. I'll try it. Yeah, Bulletproof. And you can get that at Whole Foods. Oh, yeah. Dave. Come on. Dave Asprey. Is that the Bulletproof
1: dude? Yeah. I know him. I've seen him in a dress. He is.
0: Oh, I love that. I love that. Okay, friend. Yep. What is like your guilty pleasure when it comes to food?
1: Oh, my guilty pleasure when it comes to food is Who chocolate, Hu chocolate.
0: H U. Ooh, have you had this? It's, no,
1: it's like paleo chocolate, and it oh. is so good. They have it at Whole Foods. It, they don't make super dark, but it's delicious.
0: Hu chocolate, mm-hmm. and love it's the it. salt
1: one. Oh, Try I it. love salt. They have it at the checkout counter, and it's ridiculous.
0: That's where they get you.
1: Also, gluten free pizza, never hurt anyone. I mean, it does. It does hurt people, but it's delicious.
0: Girl, my go to is like donuts and french fries. Ooh, yum. I know. If there's a donut around me, it's bad. You know who makes a really good gluten free donut? Who? Shipley's Donuts. Don't tell me that gluten-free what? vegan donut holes are what? They're so good, y'all. I had no
1: idea that was an option in this life. Yes, Shipley's Isn't Donuts. Is it right
0: there? Yeah, it's right next If you're in the Lakeway hood, it's right next to Target. My daughter, she's going to die. I know I love it. I had no idea that was even real well, now life. You do. Okay, oh god. Gluten-free okay. Are they again like designated fryer
1: gluten free?
0: Oh, yeah. No, like celiac clients can go there and eat it. They make it very, what very strict is on that. What's happening? I know. I think like the owner or something had to have had some sort of issue or a family well, issue. Well, it's not it. good to know, but also good to yeah. know. I know. So okay, they understand. Thank you. They Thanks. understand. Are you an oceans
1: person or a mountain person? So I'm a mountain person, but I also love the ocean. So it's, I'm a 50-50 split maybe. I don't know. I yeah. say I'm a mountain person, yes. but also I'm obsessed with the ocean. Yeah. But I love where the mountains meet the ocean. Oh, yeah. so You want both worlds. Yeah. Where the pine trees meet the ocean. That's
0: magic. Oh, total magic. Yeah. What scares you? Oh,
1: vulnerability and Love. The, that, those two things.
0: That's Vulnerability scary. Vulnerability and love. Yeah. and you got really tequila on me on that yeah, one. That's, that's hard. deep. That's scary. I was thinking like spiders. Roller coasters. Roller <laughs> coasters scare me too.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't ride them. We could stick with that. Yeah.
0: What's your, What's your if I were to open up your purse, what are the three things that I would find in it that you have to have everywhere you go? Oh, good. So we weren't going to go shameful.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, My computer. <laughs> sadly, work,
0: um, chapstick, and my thyroid medicine. Hey, those are three awesome things to have to make you feel successful each day. (laughs) I like that, my friend. Yeah. If I were to give you an option between being super uncomfortable... In a cot, mosquito net room, but in the middle of like Bora Bora or a big cozy bed, for Seasons, maybe in London or something. What would be your, what would be your go-to? If you had to choose Bora, between Bora Bora. London does, it gives me bad vibes. There you go. Yep. Gosh. Mosquito nets. Yep. In a cot. London, bad vibes. Oh, man, I'll have to tell you that story sometime soon. Mm-hmm. About my mosquito net. I'll have to tell con- you my situating. London story sometime soon. Oh yeah, I want to know all of that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what's your skincare regimen? Um, petroleum and... You are racking rat me up right now. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> she did not just say mineral oil petroleum. Poison.
1: <laughs> uh, not good, not healthy. I, right. I choose um, my... I pick my poison And I have balance in my life. Mm -hmm. So people think that like, oh, must do everything all organic, all natural, all the time. Nope.
0: Nope. Nope. That's what makes this podcast called Green Juice and Tequila. Right. It's about balance. Right.
1: This is my tequila. So... Surface area wise, I'll cover my body in coconut oil, but when it comes to my face, I would really like it to stay young as long as possible. So I have an awesome esthetician who I think you've featured on this podcast before.
0: God, Gina. Shout out, Gina. Gina.
1: And um, I just kind of do whatever she tells me to do on my face, which is for the most part like retin-A and glycolic acid or whatever fancy stuff she tells me to do, which she probably talked about on your podcast.
0: Yes, she did. And that's what I do. Same here. Like, honest, that is like, I feel like the, the one thing women were all, and there's some women out there who are like all about aging with grace. Yep. All power to you, sister. I'm all about that Botox. I know, man. I just feel, you just feel good. It's like, God, you look like you're 20 again. I have reversed aged at least seven years. Oh my God. If you were to look at me when I was 25 right. and me where i a man right now, mm-hmm. I look way better now. Me too. So with the beauty thing. Are you a dry shampoo girl, or do you wash your hair every day? I wash
1: my hair like every nine days. I mean, maybe eight. Yes. I'm all about dry shampoo.
0: What's your favorite dry shampoo?
1: Davines. Is that how you say it? It's like that fancy um, shampoo stuff that they sell in salons, but they make a dry shampoo, and it's awesome. D-A-V-I-N-E-S. It's awesome. Yeah, I love that. I've tried all kinds of dry shampoo, and a lot of them work okay. This one works awesome. Ooh, I'm gonna have to try that. And if you want to fully commit to only washing your hair as little as possible, you have to commit to buying expensive dry shampoo.
0: You have to. Yep. I have a hat that says "Out of Dry Shampoo."
1: Ooh, that's. If you
0: see me in this hat, y'all, it's rough. I'm probably on day five or six.
1: Oh yeah, I can double that, but I've got a lot of
0: thick hair. Yeah, you've got a thick head of hair. Yeah. I, on the other hand, am balding so that, in a
1: very small surface area in a
0: small surface area but dry shampoo is kind of my jam right and so is tropics which is this like uh, sprinkle carotene oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. it makes my hair look so full my ex-husband used that mm-hmm. oh
0: my gosh yep. I know and you should probably get he my husband balding that. a
1: lot more than you
0: though yeah. Yeah. oh man Um. who's your favorite musician of all time of all time, mm,
1: Ryan Adams—not to be confused with Brian Adams.
0: Ryan Adams.
1: Ryan. Yep. Who's your celebrity fuck? Ooh, Johnny Depp.
0: Oh, Johnny Depp. Yep. He's Does dirty. that surprise you? A little bit. <laughs> you <laughs> I are just, shocked. He's a little shocked. <laughs> God, I have so many I've got a couple friends that like the like dirty, greasy. I've dated musicians my whole life until now. Why are you so surprised? (laughs) Johnny Depp. Um, okay, where's your favorite place you've ever traveled to? Italy. Yeah. I love Italy. It's my jam. You go there like every year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So let me think about this for a second. I want to get good on these next couple questions. I typically ask the same ones each time, but I'm going super organic tonight because I don't have my questions next to me. Do it. So I'm just going to get real. Oh God. Okay. What's the most embarrassing thing you've ever done on a date? Oh,
1: oh gosh. You should have prepped me with this so Inside. I could have come up with like a really good story. hmm I could very easily answer the most embarrassing things someone else has done okay, on a date. Okay, I'm okay with that. I like listening to that stuff too. Okay. I had, I'll give you two consecutive dates. They were back to back. Ooh. One, I went on a date with an actor who took me to some restaurant of his friends and he started talking to me about his belief in how the middle of the earth, you could get there by way of North and South Poles and it was filled with ogres and trolls.
0: And he was dead serious. Oh, boy.
1: And that was early in the date. So I was locked into this conversation
0: Uh for
1: an hour and a half. So that was number one. And he was very curious why I never went on a date with him again. Second one after that, and I went on like a year dating hiatus after this, um, was I went to San Antonio on Halloween for a date and went to a really fancy restaurant with a young man and (laughs) sat down. I just love that you said. On
0: With the young man. With
1: the young man. I was young myself. Sat down and they brought us our food. He grabs the ketchup bottle and he shakes it. Oh, no, no, no. And the top wasn't on. <gasps> and I am not kidding you. Ketchup went
0: everywhere. No.
1: All over four tables. Oh, shit. Surrounding no, us. No, 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 no. All over... Everyone no. surrounding us oh that's up to about fifteen feet on the wall, and all <laughs> over him, I was legitimately the only human not covered in ketchup <laughs> Some old man sitting at the table next oh, to us no. like stood up took off his jacket, grabbed a napkin off of our table, and wiped his face.
0: Oh, shit.
1: And made some passive comment about, so have you guys been dating a while? Oh, no. You know, and he's like, no, no, no. You know, about three minutes into this whole ordeal. And he's kind of like, yeah, "Yeah, you can kind of bet she's never going to call you again. Oh, man. (laughs) That is so... It was so uncomfortable. So after he's like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. I'm like, you have ketchup like just still just it's yeah. dripping down your chin.
0: uh
1: uh-uh. Oh, it was everywhere. Everyone in the restaurant was covered in ketchup.
0: That's that's hilarious and so embarrassing. So embarrassing. I have issues with tying not tying um tightening ketchup bottles. Um, just lids on anything. You should probably take that as like a warning. I know I'm like literally listening to like this is horrifying. You, you might have
1: created that situation. What if it was you?
0: Oh man I, I, my husband will attest to this and some friends of mine we vacationed with that. I mean, I have a friend of mine. We stayed in their place and we were there all weekend. There was probably, there was three couples total. And I have the tendency, I love cooking. So I'm in the kitchen by the tendency to not tighten Mm -hmm. lids back on. But that's just been me my whole life. Damn it. And so he, my friend's husband pick, who picks up stuff from the lid anyways? Right. He would that's pick true. it up and he's like, it's probably the third time that had happened that weekend and we were on day two. Like, and he's I'm going like, to be honest. Oh, God. He's like, damn it, Mel. I'm like, I'm so sorry. It was like pickles or something that had fallen all over the floor. Oh, and that stinky. Protein platter is the worst, though, when you oh, do Because then it girl. falls everywhere. That's oh, when you girl. just like, you're like, F it. Right. I'm just going to take it and just shake it all over, all over the place. Because <laughs> it's already jacked up, anyways, and it's going to make me feel good. I'm so angry. I'm so ticked off right now. No. Okay. Um, Ooh. Okay, friend. Last question. Last one. Are you a green juice or a tequila?
1: Both and. Together, actually. Okay. One of my favorite mixed drinks in the world is green juice and tequila together from my La team. Cantera.
0: <gasps> Theirs is good. It is so good.
1: It's I got love some green juice and there. tequila. Yeah.
0: Ooh, that's a good one. Well, I'm grateful that you're on my green juice and tequila oh, yeah, podcast. We're on the same team. So... As we start to flow in and out of our 20 questions, you did mention Italy mm-hmm. as one of your like go to travel spots. Like, I, you guys, I love this story, which time out, we have to talk about how we met. Oh, yeah. For like two seconds. Okay. So, y'all, I have been in the health and wellness industry for about 15 years, and I've got a couple friends of mine. Who have been my yoga students for a long time, and one of my friends, which is both dear to McCall and I's heart. We call her May May. May May. May May. May May is the most amazing, mother nurturing, and her laugh is so contagious. She's the most giving, understanding woman. I go to her for everything. She, I, I go,
1: lived with May May for like six months.
0: She's amazing, y'all.
1: For free. She never oh. let me pay her $1. Of course
0: she, of course she did. Yep. So Mamie and I have this ritual. When we get together, I usually bring her a salad. It's like the kale salad from the Grove, mm. and I put salmon on it and avocado, and we have a bottle of red wine, and we go on her deck mm. that overlooks Lake like Austin, Austin. And we just sit and eat and talk. As I'm talking about this, I miss her. Me too. Should we I was do thinking a, about her last week. Should we do a May Mel and McCall? I would love that. Triple M. Love that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a group text. Please. So I get together with her and I talk, we talk about everything. And she was my roomie when we were in Positano, mm-hmm. Italy on the remember. yoga retreat there. And thank God for that because she was my lifeline pretty much every night. Um, and she's like, you got to meet my friend McCall. Like you and McCall are on the same page for everything. You guys, you guys have to meet. I'm like, uh huh, yeah, yeah, We'll totally meet me. for, for years, years. <laughs> for years, and I don't know what finally clicked. And she was like, "You absolutely you need to get." And I'm like on my phone. She's like making me follow you on Instagram, right. and I think I messaged you on Instagram. I think so. Yeah, I was like yeah. McCall. Mamie says I have to meet you. Right, let's plan a date.
1: And we went and had green juice. We did.
0: We had green juice at Juice Land. Yep. We were there. I swear to God, it was like two, two or three hours. hours. <laughs> and we're like, um, did we just become best, best friends? <laughs> That's my favorite quote from Step Brothers. Have you seen that? <laughs> no. <laughs> I just read your mind because
1: we're best friends.
0: <laughs> it's, Will Ferrell has a, it's a movie called Step Brothers, and they're mm. like, you like this, I like this, you like this. We're like, best friends. Did we just become best friends? <laughs> yep. <laughs> so we instantly became soul sisters right, right then and there. Um, and I think ever since, the, like, seriously, no, May seriously. May knew
1: she did know. Yeah. And then you walked me through some dark times.
0: Oh my goodness. And vice versa. Oh. So that's how we met, y'all. But on to that little shift over back to Italy. I love hearing the story of your tattoo yeah. and your Italian family. So yeah. let's like sprinkle a little Italian love okay. on that topic.
1: Yeah, that's good. And my patients have probably seen my tattoo and they're probably like, what is that? So I have a a tattoo on my arm that says Caramia or Caramia in like regular people language. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is... A, it's the actual signature of my Italian grandmother, my like adopted Italian grandmother. And it's the translation of like dear one or treasured one or my treasured one. And basically what it is significant for is when I I moved to Italy when I was 21 and I took a job on the internet when I was kind of lost and wasting time in college and didn't have my life figured out. And so... I took a job on the internet to teach English to two Italian girls and um, moved there, didn't know these people before the internet was really much of a thing. There was not really any social media and didn't know what to expect. But I ended up working for this family that completely changed my life. Um, I ultimately, about after four to five months, I moved in with the Italian grandparents of the two little girls who did not speak one word of English, not not one word, not one, not one. <laughs> and so I learned Italian as like a a child. So they they taught me Italian as a first language, so there was no lessons or translator or books Which or anything. Which is the best way
0: to learn right. a language is just to be completely 100% immersed, immersed into yeah. it. And so that's why I still
1: speak it now, because I learned it as a first language basically um, at many, many years later, right? So... They, they took me in and they adopted me really as their own. And not only did they do that, but they kind of basically loved me not for like this broken, lost person that I was. They loved me for the person that I should be and like the person that I would grow into and become. And so during the time that I was there, I grew into that person or, you know, ultimately who I would become. And Nona is the Italian word for grandma, um, and she really, in particular, loved me that way. And she loved most people that way. She loved everyone for their highest self. Um, and it really transformed me. It was the first time in my life, I think, that I had been unconditionally loved. And it really changed me at my core. And so I came home a completely different person. I came home and I Went back to school, and I made a 4.0 in college, and I went to PA school, and really it changed my entire life. So a few years ago, I've, I've went back and visited them all the time, and you know they come and it visit is known, me. is Nona still here with us? No. So mm-hmm. two years... They actually all came to stay with me when I was in college for five weeks. So two, four, Noni, so the grandparents, their kids, and then their kids' kids all came and stayed with me for five weeks when I was in college. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> so two, two, almost three years ago now, Nona got pancreatic cancer. And so I knew that she was going to pass it. It all happened pretty quick. And so I flew over there and went and spent some time with her. And before she passed, she, she would always call me Cara, dear one, treasured one. And it always made me feel like I was enough, like where I was at that point in time and even now that I was enough, you know. And so I had her write down Cara Mia, what she always called me, down on a piece of paper before she died. And so I left and she died a week later. And so I took mm. that piece of paper and I had it tattooed on my arm. Aww. And so it's a good reminder that that I not only am I enough, but but unconditional love is transformative. Ugh you know
0: like every time I hear that story, it literally makes me tear up. Like I th- like if you're going to get a tattoo, yeah. How amazing would it be to get like your grandmother's handwriting? Yeah. Or your mother's handwriting.
1: Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I didn't even change the size or anything. It's really special.
0: Aww. Yeah. I love that.
1: have I- many other tattoos much less special, but this I know. one actually all, means I know <laughs> we all have those
0: one tattoos where <laughs> we're like, damn it, was the tramp stamp really a good idea? Right. Was the Chinese the symbol right. really a good idea? No. Yeah. I'm referring to my husband who got a Chinese symbol on the inside of his arm that he thought it meant to to play music. Mm. What does it mean? To play sports.
1: Mm. Yeah, that's fun.
0: Yeah, we're gonna cover that one up. At least eventually. he keeps saying it. Right. It's been like 20 years, I but get my whatever.
1: Stars removed too, but eventually <laughs> yeah. we'll all get there. It's on our to do list. <laughs>
0: So, friend, getting into some more tequila topics before we shift our little podcast episode. But you've gone through some pretty big shifts personally with like dating and shifting out of divorce and co parenting and your babies. Yeah. Like, out of all those things, I just kind of like pinpoint which one was highlighted the most for you that you're like, okay, this really shifted me and I feel.
1: Oh God, you pick one. I know. That's hard.
0: I really, I think like we're coming to a phase as women, at least in, in, in my group of friends, I feel like the topic of divorce yeah. has come up more so than anything else. Yeah. Um, and, and the dating rate, like those stories and yeah. how to be more confident as a woman dating when you're... In your thirties and to forties, or even in your fifties too. I mean, I've got a girlfriend of mine who started dating. She's been with her spouse or her spouse, her partner, for three years now, and she just turned fifty. So, yeah, yeah
1: I think that's a good one because it, as much as it is coming up, it's also not coming up. Yeah, and so when I was getting a divorce, I was the only person I knew that was a divorced or getting a divorce, and Ugh. so it was super isolating. I was
0: gonna say like lonely,
1: so lonely and really scary and, um, very awkward to move through. So that's a good one.
0: Yeah. Um, how did you like, what were some of the, if so, if if listeners here are going through divorce and the idea of even dating, like what were some of the steps that you took to find that perfect date? Or, like, you have an amazing boyfriend right now. Yeah. So, like, how did that come about? Like, how did you meet (laughs) that person?
1: Yeah. So, what I would recommend, definitely, is first and
0: foremost, work on your own shit. Yeah. Like... Right? Seriously, if you're your best self... Right. You're going to magnetize... Right. ...someone to your best self. Like, that's the person you want to be with. You don't want to be... If you're broken... Right. You don't want to magnetize someone who's broken.
1: No. Right? And you will. And if you don't, and you magnetize someone who's healthy, you are not equipped to deal with that relationship. Yeah. So, you know, while I was moving through divorce leading up to my divorce, even now, I go to therapy every week. And that's something I freely share with my patients. Therapy is necessary.
0: I honestly I feel like we all need some form of it therapy. whether it's therapy or life coaching yep. or whatever it is that's like your cup of tea but having someone to talk to and help navigate your emotions and feelings. Right.
1: I don't I don't know how people deal with regular life without therapy much <laughs> less divorce. So now <laughs> I go to therapy every week and I often go to therapy twice I go to therapy and life yep. coaching another time every week, often with my partner and sometimes alone. Which we both have the same life coach. We do. And I am so grateful for you for recommending him. David Cantu, shout out. If you need a life coach or a therapist, go to him. Sorry if we overflow you, David. You better save us a spot on your books. (laughs) Um, So yeah. So first and foremost, work on your shit because you are only... Your relationship will only be as healthy as the unhealthiest person in it. Yeah. And that is it. Um, Second, it's have patience. So, you know, I ended up in a relationship with an incredible human at a difficult time. Mm -hmm. So we were both fairly new out of a divorce. I was not really probably ready to enter into a relationship. I was... I I was practicing dating to, oh, yes. for when I was ready to go on actual dating. He was not ready to be in a relationship. He was still in man, true man style, like fumbling through the divorce emotions and everything. Um, but when you do date someone, you have to be patient. Of course. With them. And I have very high expectations for humans because I have high expectations for myself. Yeah. Um, so often I would find myself expecting a lot from him. Um, and it wasn't fair. I had to like be like, wait, I can't expect all of this from him. Like he's a human being, like we're going through all this stuff. Like I have to be patient and loving and give him grace. And- so do
0: you feel like if you had to pick two words mm-hmm. of advice with a relationship, what would those two words be? Oh two words in a relationship going to shift you. If you're like in an argument with someone or you're having like mm-hmm. second thoughts on something, what are the two words you resort you resort back to? Um,
1: move closer. So, if you have to choose, if you are going to make a decision to move closer to someone or move away, you have to choose your actions. Are they going to move you closer to someone or move them move you away? You have to make actions. You have to choose actions that are going to move you closer to that person. And um, second is boundaries.
0: Yes, and that's hard I like for me. That.
1: So you have to maintain boundaries that allow you to have your own health and your own life and all of that. So you can move closer to people while maintaining your boundaries.
0: I love that. My two words, anytime I want to freaking wring my husband's neck, Mm -hmm. is compassion. I love it. Understanding. Yeah. How can I be more compassionate to the situation do I understand what he's going through? Can I be compassionate of what he's going through right now? Or am I going to just throw those two words out the table, off the table and be like, freaking just wipe the damn right. counters down. Just wipe them down. But you have to be careful
1: with women who are in the dating phase. Yeah. Because women who are in the dating phase can be compassionate and understanding with men for so long, and they can give so much. Yeah. That they can give their whole life away.
0: Well, then that's when the boundaries come in. That's when the boundaries come in. You're like, you know what? I deserve this. I need this. And if you can deliver it, awesome. If you can't, then my friend, we are done. We got to shift on and move forward. Yeah. We should do a whole podcast on dating. Yeah, I know. If
1: I had it all figured out, I I would. But right now, I am a middle-aged divorce woman. I'm a middle-aged divorce woman with an extremely hot, kind, sweet boyfriend with an eight-pack. Oh, my gosh. But I'm still a middle-aged divorce woman.
0: And they're both Sagittarius as (laughs) well. Holy moly. Like, what a great little combo of fire right there. (laughs) Mama, I'm so grateful for you. Thank you for being on this podcast and, like, sharing... The ins and outs of fully McCall. Thanks for having me. Like, was awesome. This was so fun. It was. It was awesome. And y'all, I'm gonna post underneath our description of this podcast of how you can get in touch with McCall, um, follow McCall, and honestly, like, I would be so grateful for y'all to subscribe and to share this episode. If you ever have any questions, like. Even for McCall, please feel free to reach out to me and I can deliver the message on for her too. So thanks, mama. So grateful. Thanks for having me and thanks for listening, y'all. Of course. Yay.